Who said, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade? Well, they were wrong. Welcome to the Take Aim Podcast, where we discuss how to take those lemons life gives you and throw them right back. If you are ready to change your thought process, take risks, and deliver a new you, then you are ready to take aim. Now, here is your host and number one change agent, Karenda Dion. girl Corinda Dion your number one change agent and good evening family welcome to the take aim podcast it's your girl Corinda Dion your number one change agent and I am so so excited that you have joined in for the podcast tonight listen you should know this by now but just in case you forgot you can listen in to the take aim podcast every Thursday at 8 p.m eastern standard time we are ready Listen, we are ready. We have relevant topics. We're taking aim. We're not making lemonade. And we're ready to motivate and inspire you. I am just excited that every Thursday you tune in. And the great thing about the podcast is that even if you miss us Thursday nights, you can always um, just check us out any any day during the week, any time that's convenient for you. So really, there's no excuses, right? <laughs> so I'm excited that you are a part of of this particular podcast and that you're ready to take aim. Now, I tell you all the time that making lemonade is not an option for us. And we have committed to our remembrance that when life gives us lemons to make lemonade, but we don't do that here. I want to empower you to take aim. So what does that mean? That means that I am going to challenge you to change your thought process. I am going to challenge you to take risk and to deliver a new you. And I'm excited about that. And I need you to be excited about that because I can't take aim for you. You've got to do that for yourself. But because you have tuned into the Take Aim podcast, that lets me know, that encourages me that you are indeed ready. Yes, you are. So I'm excited. Listen, we have been celebrating all month. We have been celebrating mothers and I am very intentional in bringing mothers to the table who have personally impacted my life uh, in any and so many ways. Um, Their unconditional love, their support, their encouragement through my good times, my challenging times. I wanted to take a moment to share them, to share their hearts with you, to share their passion with you. And, you know, it just blesses me to hear such great feedback from um, the listeners on how you have really been enjoying this series um, and how it really has been a blessing to you. Um, I've also, you know, last last week, last Thursday, we had uh, Mame at the table and she talked about motherhood and the grief of losing her only son. And I'm telling you, um, she has just gotten mm-hmm. so much positive feedback. Uh, people are reaching out to Dr. Dwayne Thomas and uh, that just blesses me so very much. So listen, as I tell you, when you when you take when you take aim, you you have to be mentally ready and prepared. So as you're listening to the show tonight, I don't want you to be distracted. It is hard to be motivated when you are distracted. It is difficult for you to take aim when you are distracted. So be sure to tune in right now and let's get ready to have a great great show. Now tonight It's not different than any other night. And I tell you all, all the time, you know, those that I bring to the take aim table, I am intentional about. And so I'm excited tonight because I have my spiritual mother at the table tonight. You all have had the opportunity to hear from my birth mom, my stepmom, who is mom A, and now you're going to hear from my spiritual mom. And you know, I am so blessed that God uh, sent 
my path uh, to and through Gastonia for the time period that I was there because if he didn't do anything else, he connected me to one powerful, one prayerful, faithful, beautiful, intelligent spiritual mom. And even though I am no longer in that area, we are still connected. We're connected in heart and we are connected in spirit. And I am so, so excited to have Mother Gillette Hilliard at the Take Aim table tonight. Um, and, and she's gonna have such a wealth of information and wisdom for you. She truly is a woman of wisdom. She's truly a woman of insight. So you need to get ready. <laughs> you need to get ready because I'm sharing her with you. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome time that we have together. Um, I have known uh, my spiritual mom now. Uh, gosh, it's I, gosh, I'm trying to think of how many years it's been. It's been plenty. How about that? Let me say it has been plentiful. And um, again, I'm so grateful that she said yes to come to the Take Aim table. So Mother Hilliard, welcome to the Take Aim table. It's a pleasure to be here. And for some reason, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Let me fix whatever technical difficulties we might be having. I'm so glad that you are a part of the uh, podcast tonight as we celebrate mothers. And let me just say that I truly honor you. I am so blessed to have you a part of my life um, in the capacity in which you are. And uh, you have really been a mother to me, a spiritual mom to me in so many ways. So I'm just glad that you're at the table tonight. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, yes, mother. It really, really is. So as I ask every guest that comes to the table, do you have your lemons ready? Are you ready to take aim tonight? I'm ready. Yes. I love it. I love that all of my mothers have had their lemons and they are ready to take aim. So mother, tell our listeners what you have enjoyed the most about motherhood. For me, the, 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 the most about motherhood is a bond. The bond that I've been able to establish with the girls and um, just being able to establish that bond with them at birth. And it was always important to me to be able to communicate with them and for them to be able to feel free to communicate with me. So even when they were babies, I just always talked with, talked to them. And even before they became vocal, I used to look at their eyes and I would read what they were saying by the, the motions and movement of their eyes. And then in daycare, every day that I would pick them up, we would be in the car and I would say, how was school today? What did you, what did you all do? What did you have for lunch? Just starting that communication piece, even when they were little. And then the reason I did that was because as they began to grow, one of the things that I always told the girls was, you can ask me anything. You can ask me anything. And as a result of doing that, I was building a gateway to lifelong communication. So I think the thing that I've cherished the most is the bond and it still exists to this day. Absolutely, Mother. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and a big, big, big shout out to Jordan and Lauren. I miss them. Oh, my gosh. I remember the times we, I would just come over. We would hang out. We would just laugh. Um, yeah. We would just, you know, relax. We would talk for hours. And of course, Coco would be right there with us. <laughs> And she's still around. She's still a part. Oh my Very gosh. Cool. I, I love me some Coco. But yes, I am so, so um, proud to of, of Jordan and Lauren and just um, just who they are. And, and you're right, Mother. Even when I came into your life, uh, you said to me, you can ask me anything. And yes. um, yeah, that is very true about you. So, Mother, what excited you the most and scared you the most about motherhood? The, the exciting piece was looking at these two little babies and, and, the, and them connecting in my eyes. And we made eye contact. And the exciting part was, God, you have actually entrusted me to take care of these little girls. 
Mm. That was that was the exciting part that he trusted me enough to give me these two God gifts. So that was the exciting part. And also, you know, having dreams and aspirations for them and and wanting to set an example, showing them that they could be and do anything that they wanted to do. Um, My fear, when they were younger, Corinda, the thing I feared was I did not want to die before my girls were old enough to be independent. Wow. And that's just the truth. I, you know, I had I had a close friend. Her name was Sonella Tyson, and um, I moved to Tarboro when I was fourteen. And um, Sonella's mother died, and we were in the ninth grade. And I can remember being so afraid. And I was I was afraid because I thought about my own mother, but I was afraid because I realized she no longer would have her mother. Mm. And so. Um, just the thought of not being able to raise Lauren and Jordan until they were able to stand on their own two feet. That was one of the fears I had. Um, Another fear I had was I wanted to teach them how to be right and how to live right in a wrong world Mm. and provide them with the tools so that when they encountered the wrong people that they could still proceed to do the right thing. Wow. as much as I wanted to do that, I feared sometimes that I was too hard on them. Mm. So there were times when they encountered wrong people, they didn't know how to respond to that because they were so used to being taught to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. That's... So in, in that, there were times I had to go back and apologize to them and say, okay, even though you still need to do the right thing, these are the types of situations you're going to encounter. And so it's, you know, it was hard. It was hard. Wow. That's, that's something mother. And it made me just think of something because I know even growing up in my own household, you know, the nurture, you know, gosh, (laughs) the nurture was just so incredible. Um, but then it's like, okay, but are you, are you also ready for the nature of the beast? You know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I told my mom one time, um, and I was an adult when I said this to her, I said, you know, you worked so hard on teaching me and preparing me to be a good person. You left a chapter out of the book. You didn't prepare me for those other people. Mm. So, so when I encountered that, it was a culture shock because I didn't realize that people could act that way. Right. That people could act so, that way and that people could be really okay acting that way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, really? I my, I, yeah, I told one of my friends when I, I said, when we went to, when I went to college, my roommate in Iwanda, she's also from Tarboro, I said, I guess she and I probably walked around the campus with the biggest S on our foreheads that people had ever seen. You know, sucker, there's a sucker right there because, you, you know, we were just not those kind of people. We just weren't taught. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as great as it is to know what green pastures feel and looks like, you also have to be ready for weeds. You know, you just. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my. And you have to, and you have to be able to recognize them. So that was, that was something else. One of the other things that, um, I didn't fear it, but I feared it in reverence. And one of the fears that I had, but it was not like, it's not like I was afraid of it and that I had a phobia about it. Mm-hmm. But it was important to me to live right in front of my girls. Wow. Because, because I knew that I had to be able to raise them. So I wasn't going to do one of those things or live one way and then ex- have a different expectation of them. Mm-hmm. So I knew I, I knew that I had to live right and set an example. Even if they didn't follow it, they would never be able to say they didn't have it. Yeah, that's powerful. Mother, that is powerful. Oh my gosh. And you know, one of the things that if if, I just want to add this quickly in regards to my parents, both mom and dad, you know, they never spoke negatively um, in front of me about 
them. You, you know what I'm saying? They allow me to form my own relationship. So regardless of maybe whatever personal things were going on or personal feelings between them, they never put that out there in front of me. Right. And that's powerful. And, and I'll share something else with you about that when you get to that question for me, because that's vital. Yeah, that is vital. it is real vital. So, so mother, you know, I, again, I'm so blessed to have you in my life as a spiritual mom. And, and one thing that I want to ask you is why, why should mothers pray? Why is it so important for mothers oh. to pray? First of all, <laughs> we should pray so that we won't kill our children. <laughs> because it, you know, you know, I'm going to be honest and real with you because as mothers, we, we're human. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. And we have to, we have to be able to regroup and recharge so that we can continue to parent correctly. Yeah. You, you know what I mean by that? Yes. So for instance, we pray because we have to, we, we pray because we have to pray protection over our children mm-hmm. because there are elements in the world. You know, the enemy says that he's going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. So a mother's heart guides her to pray covering and protection over her children. Wow. We also have to have a prayer life so that things can be exposed to us. You you know, there there were times where the Lord would show me things about Lauren and Jordan in advance. And I would share that with them and they would look at me like, how do you know that? (laughs) Because because the Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance. He'll expose things. Um, We also have to pray so that we will know how to lead our children to deliverance and guidance. Wow. And also, um, I pray because I just believe that my prayers can reach places where I can't. Lauren lives in Winston. Um, If there's a 911, my prayer can get there before my physical car can get me there. Yeah, that's good. Where Jordan lives maybe 10 minutes away. But my prayer can reach her in 10 minutes that I can't, if if I can't visibly get there as quick as my prayer can. So that's why we have to pray. And most of all, a mother has to pray in the beginning because it teaches your children who God is. Mm. Because a lot lot of times when your children don't have their own personal experience with God, they do have that experience with you. Yeah. Yeah. So when your children see you praying, you're teaching them by example who God is. Gosh, that's good. You are literally being that example. Even if they can't cognitively or mentally process all what's happening or all what's going on, they are seeing an example which will in future, you know, verify and help settle them in their own walk. Correct. Oh, Correct. that's good, mother. That's good. That's good. So, mother, what what were some? And I'm and I'm sure it's probably plenty. But what were some of the most important values that you wanted Lauren and Jordan to learn? Um, when when they were little girls, um, they blessed their hearts. I had different little things that I started with them when they were little. Mm-hmm. And one of those things was that you have to be able to write a check with your own name on it. Mm. And they were little when I taught them that. And, and growing up, I would say that to them and they would recite it back to me. That lesson in that was that I wanted them to grow up to be independent women who would be capable of taking care of themselves. Even, even if God blessed them with good mates, I still wanted them to be able to stand on their own two feet. Wow. And have merit, and have merit and appreciation and hard work and integrity and just being able to call some shots for their lives. Um, you, you know, I, my thing to them was even if God blesses you with a good mate, there there are things that happen in life. What if he can't work one day? Right. You, you know, what what if you know everything doesn't end, our relationships don't end in divorce. Mm. You know, some 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 things change because of physical conditions, medical conditions. Some things change. Look at the economy now, how people are being laid off. You know, so so if you want to be able 
to maintain your lifestyle, then you should be able to write a check with your own, with your own name on it. Um, one of the other things that I've talked to the girls, and it has now become our family motto, and that motto says, we are all we got. Mm. And so in that, we have to... Um, we have to learn to support each other. Our family, we're extremely close. And and we really do stand on that motto, we all we got. And I raised Lauren and Jordan from little girls to understand the meaning of that. Yeah. That if they don't have anybody else, they have each other. Gosh. So, mm, that's good, mother. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I, I told them that it's important is to live your truth. Don't let anybody else tell your testimony. Nobody had to go through that situation but you. Yeah. You have surgery, Corinda. If you call me and say, Mother, I got to have surgery in two weeks, I'm going to be praying for you, and, and I'm going to support you through your process, but you're the only one that lays on that table and goes through the actual surgical procedure. Mm-hmm. So, so nobody can tell what that process was like for you but you. So don't let anybody else tell your testimony. Don't. Pe- people... People will tell, people will change things. People will add to it. Can't let anybody else tell your testimony. Wow. Yeah. Gotta be able to, yes, whether it's good or bad, you gotta tell your own testimony. Yeah, and that's good. And you know, I remember you telling me that. I I remember you telling me that on many occasions. Um, You know, even when I was going through the separation um, and divorce, you know, from being a pastor's wife, you know, I remember us having those very transparent talks. You know, um, yeah, gosh, mother. Oh, (laughs) yes, so, so, so true. So, mother, I know, you know, and, and let me say this for before we go into the next question. I really want to to really um, to let Lauren and Jordan know how much I appreciate them because you know you are such a gift. And when I came into your life, um, they they just received me. Um, they allowed you to be one hundred percent giving um, to me as well. You know, um, there was never any. Um, jealousy there was never any we don't want her to come around um I mean it was as if I you know I just was adopted right in as another sister as a part of the family and and I so appreciated that from them both of them so I just I definitely wanted to 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 say that in regards to just the hearts of of Jordan and Lauren. So mother, what is a funny or unforgettable moment about either of your either of your daughters? Um <laughs> Jordan is the child that taught me how to pray. And um, to this day, she still does some really uncanny things. Um, I think one of the funniest things, you may, you probably remember this, Corinda. Um, she was at daycare, and I picked her up, she and Lauren, and I told them, I said, we're going to have to go by the church because um, one of our members had lost her father. Mm. And, um, when we got to the church, the line was real long, so I had both of them with me. And we walked through the line and we finally got to the family. And we were, Lauren was standing on my hip, close by. And I looked at Lauren and I said, where's Jordan? And Lauren looked at me and pointed. And Corinda, I turned around and this little girl was standing over at the coffin on her tiptoes looking at the dead man. (laughs) And um, I looked at Lauren and Lauren looked at me like, mommy, please don't say anything. I finally whispered and said, Jordan, come here. And so, Corinda, she's just, oh, she's just Jordan. So yeah. she walks up to me. We're, remember, we're standing in front of the family. The church is crowded. So this little girl with this deep voice looks at me and says, Mom, did you see that man's lips? And Corinda, by this time, I'm ready to crawl out of the church. And I'm shaking my, I'm shaking my head, no. And standing now, we're standing right. Finally, she says, um, she says, 
did you see that man's lips? And I said, no. And she says, I've never seen lips that big in my life. <laughs> oh, my God! I got so nervous, I just started jumping up and down. I'm grabbing Jordan by her arm, and I look up, and Lauren is gone. Lauren literally ran out and left us in the church. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and so my gosh. I look up in the balcony, and Dosa is up in the balcony laughing, rocking forward, back and forth, pointing at us. Their dad is in the pulpit looking like he has seen a ghost. And I'm jumping up and down. So I couldn't run out of church because of the long line. So when we finally got outside, Lauren was outside leaning on the car, arms crossed. She was so mad. And she said, she said, she said, I can't go nowhere with y'all. I'm always embarrassing somebody. You in there jumping up and down and you point you talking about the man's lips. And I thought to myself, I'm just gonna die. I'm gonna die. So Jordan Jordan has done a lot of, has a lot of escapades. I probably could write a book about her. Wow. Um, Lauren. Lauren was always uh, my serious child, very focused. She's still like that to this day. We call her the other mother. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she was, she she didn't like getting in trouble. She just, she didn't, she didn't want to get in trouble. But um, this relates to prayer. And I can tell you this. Um, she was with Lauren was with some of her friends. They were in middle school and she was over at her friend's house. And um, I was in the kitchen, Coretta, washing dishes. And I looked out the kitchen window. And when I looked out the window, the Lord showed me Lauren. Mm-hmm. And when he showed me Lauren, I saw her kissing this boy. So I immediately stopped washing the dishes and I went in my bedroom and I laid prostrate on the floor, had my candles lit and I was praying. And so when she, while I was praying, she came home and she opened the bedroom door and she saw that I was praying and she spoke, but she closed the door and left. So when I finished praying, I got up and I went in and I was just talking to her, just general conversation. How did your day go? And she told me, what did you all do? And she told me everything. So then I looked at her and I said, when were you going to tell me that you kissed? And I said the guy's name. (laughs) And you just have seen her expression. Oh my God. Oh, gosh. Her expression. So I think that probably let her know also the power of prayer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, because God will show us things. He will show us things. Yeah, that's true. I, I mm-hmm. absolutely remember times with you or even with, you know, my mom, you know, and I'm like, how did you all know that? How did you well, know that? Right. Yeah, that's powerful. That is powerful that, yes, as mothers, you know, you have insight, but but, you know, yes, you nurture, but he also gives you insight. He, he really gives you insight. So that's that's powerful, mother. That is powerful. So so, mother, how did you handle discipline? You know, there's a lot of talk about discipline. It's it's been a talk for a while, um, and and now you know, in this this new this new kind of era we're in, um, it it's different again. It just I don't know it evolves. But in regards to you, how did you handle discipline as a mother? Um, one of the things I always try to do. Was I try? I would try to talk to them and give them warnings, you know, mm-hmm. and opportunities to change a situation. Mm-hmm. Again, Lauren did not like to be. She, she Lauren's been very hard on herself all her life, and so she self-corrected a lot mm-hmm. because she she just did not require that. Um, if if I if I during her during Lauren's years, if I ever spanked her, it was for a very specific reason, right? But she was the child that I could look at, um, I could talk to her, and I and I could explain things to her, and she could process and redirect. Wow. Now the other one, <laughs> not the other one, the other one. She is I so would, gonna get you. She, she is so gonna get you. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm speaking through. The other one, on the other hand, she she was my non-believer. And things did not affect Jordan. For instance, um, if I said, okay, you can't ride your bike, then she would play with her Barbies. You, mm. you understand what I'm... If, 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 you, if you took something from her, when, when she processed and realized that she couldn't have it, she would let it go. 
So you couldn't take things from her as a form of as punishment. So it was very difficult to punish Jordan. Um, you know, wow. there were times where I would where I would spank her, but it was it was a, it was difficult to punish her. So I had to learn other ways to deal with that because no two children are alike. No, yeah. no two are alike. There, there was one time when Jordan got upset with me about something and she told me she was going to run away. And um, I said to her, you're going to run away? Yes, I'm leaving. I said, okay. I said, well, let's have a discussion about that. I said, when you pack to go, the only things you can take with you are the things that you bought. If I bought it, it can't go with you. You can only take what you purchased. Oh, God. I, and, I think um, that was a short trip. Right. So I walked I walk by her and she was sitting, I walked by her room and she was sitting in her room having a conversation with herself. And she finally said, I can't take none of this stuff. I ain't buy none of this. I mean, it was, I got tickled because she was processing. You, you understand? Yeah. Was, um, she was my child. She would get angry and would cry. And I used to tell her, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry, but you're going to do that in your room. So get up and go to your room. Wow. So that's how I had to deal with her because she she didn't like that. You you understand? You understand? Yeah. Learn your children and you have to deal with them accordingly. Do I think that children, do I think that it is wrong to spank children? No, I don't disagree with that. But I do disagree with abusing children. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you can verbally abuse a child. That's true, mother. You can. That's true. Words are powerful. I mean, yes. you can yes. you can literally, um, you know, break a child's, um, I mean, break their, their, just their passion. You can, I mean, words are so powerful. You, you can really harm and wound a child by your words. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it was funny because, um, you know, we didn't do, even in my household, we didn't all, a, a lot of yelling and screaming and especially it wasn't no talking back. You know, we didn't do any of that. Um, in our household, you know, we just, we weren't yellers and screamers and that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, when I started seeing that in other people's households, I'm just like, okay, that is really dysfunctional. <laughs> Well, it's, shocking, right? it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. But you made a good point that, you know, you do have to know your children and, um, and, and they're different. They're both different. Yes. In blood, they're sisters. You birth them, but they are different. Yes. They're different. Yeah. They're different. And I think you know, Jordan, mm-hmm. Jordan is my, Jordan is my free spirit. She's, you know, she entered the world like that. She's a free spirit and she sees the good in everybody. And mm-hmm. she just, you know, she lives her life like that. Mm-hmm. And Lauren is my guarded child. You, you, you know, <laughs> we call her the rattlesnake. And, you know, you're not going to be her immediate friend. Mm-hmm. She's going to check you out cautiously and she'll proceed from there. So, again, they're different, yet they're alike. Yeah, that's good. That's true. Absolutely true, Mother. So, so Mother, before we get into our relationship as a spiritual mom um, and me being a spiritual daughter to you let's let's talk briefly about faith as a Christian mother and you and I think you have alluded and said some things already in regards to prayer um, and having insight but is there anything you want to add to in regards to how important faith is as a Christian mother oh absolutely um, if, if you don't have faith, you're going to fail your test as a mother. Mm. And the reason I say that is because we we are flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We birth our children. We love our children. But at the end of the day, we're flesh and blood. We're, we don't always get it right. We don't we don't always respond correctly. We have bad days, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there are days where we don't want to be bothered. You know, there, there are days where, you know, we have to stand in the mirror and ask God to show, show me me. Yeah. And so... If, if, if in, in this this venture and this journey of motherhood, we really we really walk by faith and not by sight because sometimes we don't know how we're gonna make ends meet. Mm. Some sometimes we don't know how we're gonna. Some parents are struggling even now with with where we are in our new normal. Some mothers of faith they're wondering how am I gonna pay my rent? Mm-hmm. 
How am, how am I going to feed my children? Mm-hmm. How am I going to help them do this schoolwork? You know, so so if you don't have faith, you will you will see failure. Wow. So faith faith replaces failure. Mm, wow, that is good. What you just said, Mother. Faith replaces failure. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Because because if not, you'll give in to guilt and condemnation. So mm. you gotta have faith so that your faith can replace your failures. Oh my gosh. You gosh, that's so good. That is so good. I listen, if you are just tuning in, welcome to the show. You've gotta listen back from the beginning. I am so, so honored to have my spiritual mom at the Take Aim table, um, Mother Gillette Hilliard. She is with us uh, tonight, and this has just been amazing, amazing, amazing. So, so Mother, let, let's talk a little bit about um, our relationship, and and um, I'm sure you remember the day I came into your life. <laughs> Yes, I do. Yes. Amazing, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And again, you know, I honor you and I'm just so grateful um, to call you mother and and that you are my spiritual mom. And and mother, why do you why do you think um, it's important to have a spiritual mother or 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 in regards to the value of what spiritual mothers um, bring? Why is that so important? Well, I think I think what it is is this an extension from your birth mother, mm-hmm. and I think that spiritual mothers allow some liberties that you may not necessarily feel comfortable with with a, with your birth mother, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because sometimes you don't really want your birth mother to know how you're feeling sometimes or the depth of it. You tell them what's going on, but sometimes you need that extra push. It's like your it's like a spiritual mother is your midwife because she's, mm. she's pushing you. She's accepting you. You know, she's loving you. She's nurturing you. Yeah. But at the same time, she's honest with you. And then she can do all of that without judging you. So, wow. so, so a spiritual mother is vital. And anyone who has one, a real spiritual mother, you, you understand that connection because you know what? I don't compete with your birth mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I honor her. Right. And I honor your birth mother because she trusts me with the one she birthed. Right. So we don't we don't compete. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? I do. So I pray that there would be women that my daughters, that women that would embrace my daughter so that if I'm not there or if they need that extra, that those blessings are in place for them. Wow. That's, that's, that's powerful. So I view it, you know, you think about it when you, when you came into my life, um, when, when, when you came into my life, we needed each other. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't just you with the need. We needed one another. And, and it, and it, it just grew. It grew. And I just looked at you as my child. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. Oh my gosh. And, and gosh, I so miss I do miss, um, you know, not seeing you as often as as I used to, um, and like I said, just coming over and just just having family time. Like it was just amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And you know, I I never looked at it from what you just said that a spiritual mom is like a midwife. You know, but that's that's true because when I think about some of the things that I was going through, and you have seen me through some very, I mean, every. <laughs> cycle transition um you've seen me through it all um but you I must say the consistency of you pushing me of you encouraging me of you not judging me but loving me enough to be honest has always been there mm-hmm. and that's you know that that's important but you know every I, I realize everybody is not called to be a spiritual mother mm. Just like everybody isn't a birth mother, right? But 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 if 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 it's if a bond, you know, I look at you, you, you know, I called you my I call you my God gift mm-hmm. because I the bond that we have, you know, this this was a God bond yeah. because there were there were plenty of other women that you could have connected with. There were plenty, 
Mm-hmm. But I just, I just believe God put us together, and it, it, and it has proven over the years and all of the time that it, it, it was a gift. It was intentional. It yes, was intentional. Yes, mother, it was intentional. Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely, it was. Yes, and I love you, love you, love you for it. It was so, so intentional. Um, Mother, you know, I, I definitely want to give you a chance to um, give give some advice and wisdom. Um, you know, it might be a mother listening and um, maybe she's, she's a young mother um, and she's getting ready to embark on motherhood for the first time. Um, what would you say to her? I, the first thing I think I would say to a new mother is relax. Mm. Relax. Um, after I had Lauren, I did not realize it until years later. I suffered from postpartum, postpartum stress, mm-hmm. this, whatever. I, I had that really bad. Mm. And I didn't know what it was until research showed what it was. Mm-hmm. And I just stressed over so much. I worried too much. I felt like I was dying. I felt sick. And now, you know, that has proven to be a real issue. So I think I would say to a new mother, you know, relax and also rest, find time to rest because you've got to let your body heal. You've got to let your emotions and your hormones, you have to let all of those things return back to their normal state and and ask for help. It, it, it doesn't, it won't make you seem less of a mother to say you need help. This is a new experience. It's a new journey. You've never done this before. Mm-hmm. So you live and you learn. Listen, you see these commercials, the first child, the baby cries, you're jumping up all night long. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if, they have, if they have a fever, you're running to the doctor. You know, that that first child, I call them the experiment. Mm-hmm. And so, because it's all brand new. After that first child, when people have the second child, baby cries, you know, you're like, okay, if you want to eat three o'clock in the morning, you get up out of this crib and your your bottle was in the fridge. <laughs> because you're more, you're more relaxed. Yeah. You're really, this is not the end of it all. So I would again, I would tell I would tell a new mother, relax, find time to to do some things for yourself throughout this process. You know, focus on your health, your well being, your energy, your diet. You know, um, staying connected with friends. Um, also, you know, in your marriage, allow your husband, your mate, to have responsibilities for the care of the baby as well. Mm-hmm. And again, wow. it's not the law to ask for help. Also, also start communicating with your baby immediately. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Love on that child. Um, pray for your child. You know, play praise and worship music. Sing in your baby's ear. Quote scriptures. You know, introduce your child to the power of prayer in God as soon as possible. You can do that while you're carrying that baby. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for both. You can do that, you know, through that nine-month process of your baby growing and developing. So, again, I think the biggest thing is create a bond. Let your baby know that that, that you're safe with me. And no matter what, you'll always be my first priority. Wow. That's 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 awesome, Mother. And thank you for sharing that. That was, you know, that that was indeed wisdom. That was indeed wisdom because I do believe that um, there is a a mother, uh, whether if she's young um, or middle aged, but there is a mother, and this this is her first time embarking on this journey um, of motherhood. And um, I hope that that truly has encouraged her. And Mother, I, I want to also talk about the flip side because you know there are also mothers who are listening to the podcast um, and they're going through a divorce um, and they have children. And, um, and I know that, that you are fully aware of what that, what that looks like, what that feels like. So, so if, how would, what would you say? How, how did you protect and nurture uh, Lauren and Jordan when going through a divorce? The, the first thing I did when I realized that the marriage was coming to an end and that I was going to leave, I discussed it with the girls. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I said to them was that there would never be anyone else that would come before them. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. And I meant that. And they will both tell you to this day that that was a definite truth. I also let them know that the, the issue was between their dad and I and not them and their dad. Mm. So 
I never told, I never discouraged them from being in a relationship with their dad. You know, I did not, I did not badmouth him. Um, I did not discuss details with them mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, he was their father. And I also said to them that this divorce will be he and I divorce. You all are not divorcing your dad. So I made that very clear. Um, one of the things that I did was I worked hard to keep their lives as normal and as normal as possible. I didn't want them to feel like they were, quote, living in a single parent home. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some pros and cons to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the pros were they lived a normal life. It was, it, nothing changed. You know, all of their activities that they were involved in, they stayed at the same school. They maintained their grades. Um, you know, I provided for them financially. So those those pieces stayed in place. Gotcha. The, the negative in that was at some point I had to realize that I was killing myself mm. because I was trying to fit the role of both parents. Wow. And that, that was that was not good for them or myself because it was literally wearing me out. Mm-hmm. So I finally set them down one day and I told them, I said to the girls, I said, I know how to be your mother. I know how to be your mother, but I was not created to be your father. Wow. So, so from this point on, I can only be your mother. Mm. And so that was, um, that was the thing. Um, also, I recommend counseling. Um, I, I, I also recommend giving your girls, giving your kids journals so that they can um, express what they're going through, how they're feeling. Um, you know, there were times where the girls and I, we would just, we, it was funny. We would get candy. Sometimes we'd have pizza, junk food, and we knew none of it was good for us, but we needed that moment. Yeah. And we would get all of those things and we'd watch movies and, and I would just let them talk. I would just listen to what they had to say because no matter what I was going through in the divorce, they were still dealing with things that they had to deal with peer pressure, liking boys, dealing with girl issues, school, um, EOGs, exams, all of those, none of those things changed just because I was going through a divorce. Mm. So I had to learn to separate that divorce and separation issue and focus on those vital things that they were that were affecting them and I think that sometimes that's how we drop the ball with our kids because we as adults can get so focused on what we're going through that we drop the ball because we don't think that's significant but it is because it's where they are at this point in their lives so I had to focus on them so I put I put everything on hold and I focused on the girls wow Mother, again, that that is really, really good wisdom um, and advice because, you know, we are all at different places and sometimes, you know, seasons in our lives. Um, and, and I definitely, because I know you've walked that walk, I definitely wanted you to be able to give some wisdom and encouragement in that area. So thank you, Mother. I appreciate that. Now, now, Mother, now that Lauren and Jordan, you know, they're grown and um, you've got two beautiful grandbabies now, how how are you enjoying yourself? How how are you enjoying you and how are you enjoying being a grandmother? Well, the grandmother part is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Madison and Grayson are amazing. They are. Um, you know what they did? I, I called, Corinthians, you probably noticed, I called them, I called them all my brown bears. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Lauren and Jordan are the brown bears. And you know, you too. And so I'm very protective of brown bears. Mm-hmm. So, the, so then now we get these two little cubs in the form of Madison and Grayson. So to see that extension of yourself is amazing. Wow. Um, and to to have their love. You know, I love Lauren and Jordan. I mean, I love my girls, Mm -hmm. but those grandbabies, oh my God. (laughs) And um, it's just, uh, I love being a grandmother. Oh, I I love it. I love being their grandmother. Um, I love going to their schools. I love being, seeing Grayson play sports. I love watching Madison dance. Um, Grayson sent me a, um, a Mother's Day card in the mail. And 
I, you know how you have those days? I was just having one of those days. Mm-hmm. And when I opened his card and I read what he wrote to me, I just started weeping. Oh. <laughs> because what it does is it's, it's showing me that the things that I poured into his mother, his mother is pouring that into him. And mm. so when I give it to him, it's nothing new to him. Mm. You know what? Does that make sense? Yes. It's like full circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and Madison, the same thing. You know, it, I'm just blessed. I love those. I love those kids. Um, for myself right now, I'm caregiving for my mom. She's 87. Yes. So that, that's, um, that's a new era, you know, in this journey for me. So it's, it has put a lot of things on hold. But what I am doing, I'm, I'm writing more. Um, I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. I'm walking. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to, to focus on where do I go from here? You know, I'm still asking myself, what am I going to be when I grow up? Wow, and mother. So, I love it. Yes. And so I am open to all opportunities. I am I am open to loving again. I am open to the thought idea of maybe getting married again. Oh, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm open to to possibilities. Wow. Um, I am open. I am open to possibilities. Um, I want to go back to one other thing and say this: mm-hmm. um, in the divorce situation, one of the things that I had to do was I had to forgive my ex-husband. I had to forgive. Mm-hmm. I had to genuinely forgive. Yeah. And I also had to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And so, in that process, that's another thing that I would say to someone: you have to forgive. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. let God handle the offense, but you God. forgive the offender. Oh my gosh. Lord, that's so good. <laughs> yes, that is so good. And and yeah. I will say you you practice what you preach because even when um I was going through um my first and second um separation uh, and divorce, you told me about the power of forgiveness um and that mm-hmm. it is not optional. Um, I absolutely must do that. Um, and you're right. And I'm so glad you went back and talked about that because it yeah. really makes the difference. It is the difference. It really, really uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Mm. It is. Yeah. It is because because once once you release once you release the 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 offender, you open yourself up and you make room for peace. Yes. Yes. It is nothing like peace. It's nothing, nothing like peace. Yes. Nothing and, like peace. And mother, if I can add this really quick. Um, gosh, I love when we talk. It, it just goes by so fast. And we're almost out of time. But I want to add this real quick. It, it, in addition to the peace that it adds, it also adds to your growth. I mean, I have been able to see the growth in my life, in my spirit, um, in my oh, mindset yeah. by doing that. By doing that, and I promise you, mother, if if I did not have examples of you in my life, my birth mom, mom A, um, and, yes. and, you know, if I didn't have those things, I would. It would be a different story. It, right. Uh, right. it would be a different story. So you know, it's kind of uh, like it's kind of like emptying out your closet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things in there that we know we'll never wear again. Mm-hmm. But until you get rid of, until you remove those things, you don't have room for others. You don't have room. So if, you, if you if you don't if you don't release unforgiveness, then you got anger in there. You got bitterness. You got jealousy. You got spite. I mean, you know, all of those things that lead to other problems. Exactly. They, they anchor. Exactly. They anchor. Exactly. So you have you have to forgive because you're making room. You know, you, you know, give me peace any day. Give me the anointing. You know, give yes. me faith. Give me grace and mercy. I'd rather have that in my closet than all of those other things. So, yeah, I'm going to forgive. <laughs> I am going to forgive. Absolutely, Mother. Oh, my gosh. So, so true. And, Mother, let me tell you, we absolutely took aim tonight. I'm so glad that you came to the table. And, of course, you know you can always, at any time, 
come back to the table to share with our listeners. And I always like to give something, even if it's one or three points um, and how you can take aim. And one thing that we talked about tonight, if you want to take aim, one, forgive. We just talked about that. Forgiveness is the difference. So be sure to forgive uh, the offender and forgive yourself, right? Do that. Um, Another way in which I want you to take aim is understand that faith replaces failure. And um, mother, that was so powerful what you said. Um, And so take aim mothers by understanding faith replaces failure. And last but not least, I want you to take aim by not leaving out the chapter in the book. We talked about that earlier. So if you missed it, if you're just joining, you got to go back. You got to, you got to go back to see what that's about, but don't leave out the chapter in the book. Yes. Nurture. And yes, let your children know the, the essence and the greatness of green pastures, but also let them know how to be aware of the weeds because it's, (laughs) they're out there. (laughs) They are. They are are out there. So that's how I want you. If you're listening tonight to the Take Aim podcast, that's what I want you to do to take aim. And and maybe there are other things that um, you heard tonight from uh, Mother Hilliard that you're like, you know what? This is how I'm going to take aim. Um, This is how I'm going to make a difference. Do it. Do it because um, you're worth it. You're worth it. And so please, please, please do it. Mother, I am just, again, so glad to have you at the table. And I hope that you enjoyed this time at the table as well. Yes. Good, good. I'm so, so, so glad that you enjoyed this time at the table as well. And mother, I always ask anyone who comes to the table, um, two questions. First question is who do you love and are you for sure? So tell us who do you love tonight and are you for sure? You know, I love my, I love my family, the Hilliards. I, I, when I tell you, I absolutely love my family. And of course, I love my girls, my grandkids. Corinda, you know you're my sweetheart. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I can honestly say I love myself. Oh, because yes. when, I, when I look back over my life and all of the things that I've encountered, some other persons may have lost their mind and would have lost their faith and their hope. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to be 60 June 6th. And if there was one thing I could do for myself, I would literally wrap my arms around myself and say, baby, you made it. Oh, mother. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I, you know what? I feel that energy and I know you're absolutely for sure. (laughs) Absolutely for sure. And listen, I, listen, I know that, that you, you are a Delta. I know that. And, 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 you know, I'm an AKA, but Guess what? The love is is so powerful. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know. When I met you, you were already an AKA, and you remember I told you I just didn't get to you sooner. But it's okay. <laughs> yes, it's you so, did. Okay. You said that. You said that. Okay, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be good, mother. Second question: What are yeah. you grateful for tonight? What are you grateful for? I am. I am grateful for moments like this mm-hmm. because there there were times where I doubted myself. There were times that I even wondered if God knew how I really felt. Um, There were times where I felt like I was watching everybody else reach their goals and be blessed. So moments like this make me grateful because it's God's way of letting me know that he didn't forget about me. Wow. I so feel that. Oh my gosh. Wow, mother. Thank you for sharing that um, with our listeners tonight. And again, thank you for coming to the table, being intentional and uh, just sharing your heart. I'm just so, I was, you know, I'm just so glad that I had a chance to share you with our Uh listeners um, because you're such a jewel and um, you're so special to me. You really, really, really are. But you know that, Um, you know that already. (laughs) And you know know how I feel about you. Yes, yes, I do. Absolutely. Well, listeners, we are out of time. My gosh, it went by so fast fast, but I'm telling you, we took aim tonight and I am so glad that you joined in to the take aim podcast with my special guest, mother Jolette Hilliard. She is my spiritual mom. And I hope that 
that something was said tonight that you truly were just, you were truly transformed. I mean, you truly have a different mindset. You're ready to take risk and you're ready to deliver a new you. Now, couple of things I want to share. Number one, if you have not uh, checked out our new website, go to CorindaDion.com. Check out our new site. Um, it's some great and exciting things happening. Also, May 23rd, it's only going to be, what, 20 to 25 minutes top. We're going to have coffee and chat. I, listen, even if you decaf or you or you like it nice and bold, however you like it, pour your cup of coffee, um, sign up for this webinar. I am going to motivate. I am going to empower you on how important it is for bravery to meet destiny. It is vital for bravery to meet destiny. So be sure to go to our website uh, at CorindaDion.com and you can sign up for that webinar, which will be Saturday, May 23rd uh, at 11 a.m. So again, do that. Spaces are limited. So listen, don't miss your bus. <laughs> don't miss your bus. Be sure to sign up for that. And as I always tell you, as I always tell you, podcast after podcast, motivational message after motivational message. Anytime you hear me speak, what do I say to you? Making lemonade is a choice. It is a choice, but I dare you. I dare you to take aim. This has been your girl, Corinda Dion, your number one change agent. Find me on the web at corindadion.com. Until next time, live life on the promise of impact. You've been listening to the Take Aim Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or visit our website at CorendaDion.com. Until next time, live life on the promise of impact.